What's up, you guys? Steven Milhausen here from the zone and the host of the Walkway Fight Club. And before we kick off on who's going to be on this week, just want to thank you guys for just kicking ass, taking names. We're getting listeners all over the world. We're hitting Argentina, Turkey, Uruguay. I sincerely mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you guys so much. It got me a little choked up there just to kind of think there for a second that people all around the world are listening to the Walkway to Fight Club. So it really does mean a lot. It is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. we got a lot of cool stuff coming up, coming up this week. So I will bring that up at the end of the podcast. But this week... Our featured guest, one of our featured guests, is we got a couple cool things coming up. Carrying Cross is he will challenge the one and only Finn Balor on night two of NXT Stand and Deliver for the NXT Heavyweight title, live exclusively in the United States on Peacock and then on the WWE Network all around the world. We talked about a lot with Carrying Cross. We talked. Demolition Man, that the 1993 cult classic with Wesley Snipes and Sylvester Stallone. Talk about that. The the criticism he has received, and this has been picked up by some of the websites about uh, the push. A lot of people are critical of the push he is currently getting. So I am not one of them. I'm I'm a big fan of this guy. So I I think he's legit. He's the deal. He's the one that can be in my mind the guy. So we talked about that. Going through that shoulder injury when you won the title against Keith Lee. Just want, could never imagine that achieving one of your dreams. And then it could almost be taken away in an instant. So we'll talk about that and a whole lot more. A lot of good stuff with Karrion Cross. Don't forget, you can rate, review, and please subscribe. It helps out a lot, guys. It really, really does. So just keep rating. Keep giving it five stars. Leave some comments, and just more importantly, subscribe. Tell everyone, tell your friends, tell everyone you know about the Walkway to Fight Club. The best in MMA, boxing, and pro wrestling. The best analysis. We'll talk to the big names. I promise I will not let you down. I will deliver each and every time for you guys as best of my ability. But, and it's available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all your favorite podcasting platforms right now. Here is the former NXT and possibly the future NXT heavyweight champion, the one and only, Karrion Cross. Steven Milhausen here from DAZONE and, and joining us. And finally, we got the interview that happened. He will be challenging Finn Balor for the NXT title. NXT state NXT takeover stand and deliver night two, which you can catch on Peacock in the United States and the WWE network elsewhere around the world. And you can also see him Wednesday night coming up on NXT eight Eastern and seven central. He is carrying cross and carrying we you were wanted to get into the video. I was like, so excited. I was like, Oh yeah. Boom. And my mic fell. So I do apologize. And immediately you pissed me off. I'm in a bad mood. Let's get this rolling. <laughs> you should. I would be in a bad mood too. It looks pretty cloudy behind you, and I, I feel your pain right now because I'm based in Chicago and it's cloudy and about the rain. So when it's a cloudy day, I get a little grumpy as well. <laughs> Understandable. I saw you're one of the cool follows on Twitter. 
But I had a little bone to pick with you, and I wanted to start this way. Here we go. Demolition Man. What about it? One of the greatest movies of all time. Now. Be careful. Be careful where you're going with this. Okay? <laughs> Lay it on me. Go ahead. The only cool thing about that movie is, is the hair of is is the hair of Wesley Snipes. You know, you look at Stallone, oh yeah. God. It's cool. Oh my god. But it's that it's that beautiful platinum blonde hair that gets me going. Stallone, yeah, okay. We all know Stallone's cool. Randy Couture was gracing him like he was the greatest thing since sliced bread yesterday when we chatted. But it's all about that platinum blonde hair, in my opinion, of Wesley Snipes. Stallone's just there. Listen, do you have a problem with Taco Bell? Is that what you're saying? Oh, heck no. Karen, I got a Taco Bell about less than a mile away from my house. Okay. I'm a big Taco Bell guy. But yeah. Stallone in that movie just didn't do it for me. Wesley oh. Snipes in the hair, 110%. He stole the show. Let's just admit that right off the bat. He did. But that's one of the best parts about it. At least we can agree <laughs> on that. <laughs> but the greatest movie, one of the greatest movies ever, I think we're stretching a tad. A tad. No, no, we're not. <laughs> we're going to agree to disagree. <laughs> well, you know, and one of the things I see too is that I know you're a big MMA guy. And is MMA something that you wish you would have been, if you would you have done MMA instead of pro wrestling if the timing had been right? So I'll, I'll give you the, uh, the long, short version of, of that whole scheme of things. So I always wanted to be a professional wrestler and a sports entertainer growing up. Um, I just never had a community or an environment around me that encouraged me to pursue it. As a matter of fact, they discouraged me from doing it. I grew up, you know, in a family of boxers and wrestlers uh, in New York. And everyone was, you know, just, that was like the culture in the house. It was boxing and wrestling. And, and we watched, you know, WWE growing up. Um, going to the gym and training and sparring and, and being on the mats and stuff like that. It was a comfort zone. And so for a period of time, you know, growing up, I always wanted to be in WWE. I was just very comfortable with combat sports because it was just part of our family culture. And eventually I just decided, I was like, you know, I really want to do this. I really want to do this. I'm comfortable with this. And I love this. And I still even train in it recreationally. I need to or else I'll go crazy. But, um, you know, for a period of time, I, I thought I wanted to fight pro. But uh, I couldn't shake this. I had to do this. I had to see what it would be like to learn pro wrestling and, and become a sports entertainer. I just couldn't shake it. So I don't know. To, to answer your question, I, I love this more than MMA, like by long and far. That I can tell you, you know easily certainly do you watch mma and boxing do you try do you keep up with it or does this you know i know you guys are only working one day a week up to this point so are you able to watch more mma and boxing or do you really just stay away from it i watch a little bit of it and i don't watch a lot of it because then i start thinking that i want to do it again <laughs> so, <laughs> i'm serious I'm not, i don't blame you i don't blame yeah. you yeah it's and you know and then like I'll, I'll have like a week where i go into like you know gracie baja and you know, I'll train like a lunatic and start thinking like, all right, you know, what? Else? maybe I could do both. You know, I start like thinking like that. It's like, <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. So I scale it back and I make sure my attention and focus is, is on sports entertainment, but I do watch it. Do you have a personal favorite in MMA or boxing or is it just the thrill of combat? 
Well, it was Mike Tyson and Alistair Overeem. And now, you know, Overeem mm. just retired, which broke my heart. What yeah. I remember, I, I tell the story often about, I mean, I've been doing this 11 years now. And I, when he fought Francis Naganu in Detroit, I went and covered the show. And I'm about five feet away. And just the uppercut of what, of what Francis did to poor, I thought Alistair's head was going to end up in Canada, the poor guy. It was just yeah. an uppercut from Jesus just went and I'm like, oh my God, he's going to leave the stadium and he's going to end up in Canada. But no, Overeem definitely one of the favorites, definitely one of the legends of the sport and, you know, kind of shifting away there a little bit. And one of the cool things I think the company's doing right now that you're not seeing in the UFC and you're not seeing his boxing is the PSAs in regards to COVID and make sure you're getting vaccinated. And I think that I know, I think that's very important. I know the company feels like it is as well. Explain about the PSAs that you got WWE is doing doing right now in terms of making sure people are getting their vaccinations for COVID-19. Well, obviously, it's extremely important to all of us that people have the opportunity to go out and have the option to do that. You know what I mean? We all want to get back to normal. This seems like the best bet, right? I think so. I've got if you gotten I've gotten my first shot and I'm going to get my second one in a couple of weeks. So. Trust me, and I, I appreciate everyone. If you want to get, I'm not going to sit here and preach to the choir, but it, get it. It's worth it, and you, sooner rather than later, I think the world is going to be changing, and we're going to get, get back to what, we, what we're normally used to doing. Certainly. You know, you look, at, you look at 2023. Yeah, we can all say, yeah, 2020 was a dumpster fire. But 2020 was starting out so great for you. You look at what you, did, what you were doing. You took the WWE universe by storm. You become the NXT champion and then you come out and then you come out the following couple days later and you have to give up the title. And just the, the replay in your mind, you're going through that match with Keith. And when did you know when it was like, oh, shit, something's really wrong here. Let's just get through this match and hopefully it's not worse for the wear. Right when it happened, uh, time kind of slowed down. Uh, and I feel like that happens to a lot of people that, you know, wind up going through some sort of like physically traumatizing injury, like a car accident or something. Sometimes people say like, it feels like, you know, things go into slow motion when it happened. Uh, my first immediate reaction was I was really aggravated. <laughs> like I, I got really aggravated because like, I can't believe that just happened right now. I can't believe that just happened. And I, you know, I've said this before, like a, a lot of people see my rise in NXT as very quickly, but they don't understand, they don't take into consideration that I've been at this for many years. And so just to get that one match for the NXT title took me years and years and years. All the miles I traveled, going all around the world, inadvertently missing, you know, the birth of like my friend's kids and funerals and weddings and stuff like that. Like my whole life for years, every single day, went into getting that one single match at TakeOver 30 and getting in the ring and that happened. So as soon as I landed, it just didn't feel right. So I grabbed it and I felt like something was out. And I was like, oh, something's out. I was like, I hope that in my mind, I'm thinking, I hope they didn't see that I'm gonna try to push it back in. <laughs> so I tried to, I tried to shove it back in, and you can see me doing yeah, that. I remember like, that. Oh. I was like, ah, oh, it's not going back in. I was like, all right. And um, you know, I just remember the ref asked me, he goes, Are you okay? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way in my mind of letting them stop it there's no way there's yeah. no way and like i i had just like a lot of stuff go through my head um 
in just a few seconds. Like uh, one of my biggest inspirations to me uh, for any sort of hardship I've ever gone through uh, in my life was my grandfather. You know, he, he had a long battle with cancer and, and seeing him fight through that, um, it gave me and my entire family a lot of strength. And literally anytime I've ever had to deal with anything really serious in my life, I've always kind of thought back to him and how he persevered through that. And at that moment, he was, he was on my mind, believe it or not, it's crazy. I, I can't explain it, but like, I was like, you know what, you know, pop would tell me I could do this. And so I just, that was it. That was, that was it. I'm like, we're going, we're, we're, we're going, that's it. And so everything that happened right after that, uh, that injury in the match, I was just like, I'm just going to accept whatever my body is going to be like at, you know, by the end of this match, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to go through this. I'm not, you know, we're staying the course on this. This is important to me. This is my life's work happening right now. I'm going to do this to the best of my ability. And that was a wild night, man. Let me tell you. What's going through your mind then, you know, from, you know, until Wednesday, like what was when you get, came out to begin the show, you cut the promo, you leave the belt in the middle of the ring. What were those couple days just like for you? Cause I, we can sit here and, you know, as media, we speculate and blah, 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 but we're not inside your shoes. And what's going through your mind just during that whole entire time when you know, like, man, I'm going to have to give this up. I work so hard. I got to where I wanted to get to at this current time. And now for one reason or another, it's getting taken away from me. I was really angry. Like uh, words elude me even to this day, even though we've gotten so far away from it on how to, how to explain uh, how angry I was. I, I felt like, not like why me, but I was just like, I just can't, I just can't believe that happened. Like I've, I've gone off the top of cages um, you know, in Mexico, um, where the cages are, you know, a little bit higher than they are here in the United States and the rings are a little bit stiffer. And you just think about all of the things that have happened to you, like a you know, car accident again, not to be redundant. I've, I've been a passenger in a car accident. Like I, I like walked, I like generally walk through things I shouldn't be able to walk through in life. And so for that to happen, it was just very bizarre. I felt very displaced. And, uh, but at the same time, I also felt very motivated. I was like, you know what, this is, this is also the silver lining in all this. Everybody can come out here and tell people on TV every single week, how tough they are. They can tell you and, and try to sell you on who they are and put this projection out socially. And they're hoping that you buy it. This is an opportunity in real life now for me to show people how serious I am, how committed I am to this, not just come out and just tell you every single week, I'm going to show you now how I can come back from this, how, you know, I gotten a bunch of projections on time of when I could return. One of them was six to eight months. One of them was eight to 12 months. I was ready, me personally, I'm just saying how I feel. I was ready to, to, to defend the title at New Year's Evil. If I was afforded the opportunity to, I would have. That may have not been a smart thing to do. That's but probably I'm not. <laughs> probably not, but I'm telling you, I'm saying it. I would have. If they would have let me, I would have. I'm like, I, I was rehabbing four times a day you know, I felt very motivated. So I just tried to search for the silver linings. And, you know, uh, I'll be honest, uh, you know, real life, you're not motivated every day to, yeah. to, to do the things that are very difficult to do, but you have to leave yourself no choice. And that's exactly what I did. And here we are. You know, and it all leads, you know, you came back now it leads to what we're going to see coming up on April 8th. And, you know, you look at, you talked about earlier in the interview about, you know, 
you got a lot, you know, you came right in, you got put in a very prominent position pretty quickly. You know, not many guys get where you're at this quick. You think of Lesnar, you think of Angle, you know, you don't, you know, you look at KO, Kevin Owens, same way. What does it mean to you? Take the professional stuff out of the way, but just on a personal level, what does it mean to you to understand that the company see something in you to where you're getting pushed like some of those gentlemen. It feels really good. And it's also, again, uh, a, a very strong motivating factor with that push. Um, and everyone can see it. So, you know, let's just call it what it is. There comes a great amount of accountability and people need to acknowledge that when they are afforded these sort of situations and positions to showcase what you're able to do. Um, the accountability is real. It's very serious. I take it very seriously. Every single day that I get up in the morning, my life is preparing for Wednesday every day. And I love that. I'm a very militant structured person. I enjoy productive, efficient routines and to be able to get up every day for a living and prepare for, for Wednesday and sometimes Sunday. Um, you know, that's like, that's, that's, that's my thing. I love it. Two more questions, Karen, and thank you so much for the time today. It's greatly appreciated. And, you know, you look at all the great things, but you know as well as I do, there's plenty of people out there that have want, just the negative just to be negative. And what do you say to those that say, yeah, you're getting the big push, you know, you're doing great in the ring, you're delivering in the ring, you're having good matches, and you're looking like the wrecking ball machine that, you know, everyone's expecting you to be. But what do you say to those that are like, Man, he's he got the big push coming in. He was out, and then you know they're putting him right back in the same position. Let, let's give other people a shot. What do you say to the critics that are like, "This is too much. Why can't we have somebody else?" Well, I would say this. Uh, for, for starters, I I don't pay any attention to that. But for the sake of of entertaining the notion while we're here, <laughs> I got I got really thick skin. Except when you start trashing Demolition Man, bro. Don't think I forgot. <laughs> Okay. First of all, it's still on my mind. Uh, but here I, I approach it from, from two different things, uh, two different ways. Number one, everybody wants to see you do well until they feel like you're doing better than they'd like you to do. That's like in life in general. Okay. So, you know, on, on that notion, people always say they want change. People like to see change in all things, right? But they want to see change on their terms. Too bad. Look at it like this. This is a success story if you really think about it. If you remove me from it and you just look at a person, not carrying cross, but a person coming in and finding success like this, this can happen to other people. I feel like my story right now is a success over the status quo. People don't like status quo. They don't like it. If you think about it like that, I am the change that people are always asking for. I am the change that people are always looking for. People want to see things get shaken up immediately. If you look at it and observe it like that, that's exactly what I'm doing. And the other thing I would tell them too, hey, if you're not sold on me, keep watching because I've heard that before. And I have a lot of fans right now that are diehard fans of mine that weren't big on me to begin with. And know at the end of the day, everything that I do is in the interest of entertaining you. So eventually I'll get you, believe me. And we'll end with this. And you look at the match with Finn Balor, one of the best wrestlers in the world for the last decade. And what would it mean to Karrion Cross to beat Finn Balor in the main event, night two, NXT, NXT TakeOver, staying to deliver, 
live on Peacock in the United States and the WWE Network across the world? What it means to me would be, it would be an event symbolic of coming completely full circle to getting knocked off the path and getting back on track to where we're supposed to be. Every single thing that's happened to me, everything, every single thing that's happened in my career, it comes full circle and it means something to get that belt back and defend it in a manner in which I was supposed to. It will mean everything. We've never chatted before. I've seen you at indie shows here in Chicago and I've always enjoyed your work in the ring. It's good to see you get onto the big stage and looking forward to the match coming up on April 8th and looking forward to seeing you coming up on NXT on Wednesday night. Carrying best of luck that big. I'm looking forward to that big match coming up on April 8th. Hopefully you bring home the gold and we can talk again. And you know what? I'm for you carrying cross. I'm going to give the demolition man another look. See. Yes. What is your boggle? Be well, John Spartan. Come on. <laughs> Take it easy. Carrie and talk soon. Big thank you to Carrie and cross as he challenges Finn Balor for the NXT heavyweight championship on night two of NXT stand and deliver live on Peacock in the United States and elsewhere around the world. You can watch it on the WWE network. Big stuff coming up this coming week on Wednesday. Going to drop a good one with MLW's Sean Davari. As he, ha- he's, he is a part of MLW's Never Say Never show on Wednesday, March 31st on the zone. Contra unit, Sean Davari. MLW is just busting out good stuff, guys. Make sure you guys watch that each and every week on the zone. And then. Ooh, we got a good one, and I'm not revealing this one yet. It's not an interview. It's a pretty cool watch-along. Me and Daryl Rivera are going to do – it's going to be recorded tomorrow night, and we're going to air it on Thursday morning at a very special anniversary on Thursday. So we're going to air that then. That is going to be pretty cool. I'm definitely looking forward to that. But you can catch the Walkway to Fight Club. You can follow the Walkway to Fight Club on Facebook. Just type in in the search bar, the Walkway to Fight Club, on Twitter, at Walkway Fight. And also on Instagram, all in lower caps, walkway to Fight Club. You can follow me on Twitter at SMuelhausenJR. That's S-M-U-E-H-L-H-A-U-S-E-N. I'm also on Instagram on that as well. SMuelhausenJR. You can find the podcast. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe on all your favorite podcasting platforms. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeart, whichever you listen to. Just type in the walkway to Fight Club. Boom, boom, shake the room. Give it a give it a good review. Rate it five stars, and leave a nice, sweet review. As I promise, it's all biscuits and gravy, baby. But nah, thank you everyone so much. It definitely means a lot. It is so appreciated from the bottom of my heart. This is Stephen Mielhausen, and we'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs>